there, film fans, and welcome to the back row from what I watched tonight. My name is still Hudson, and I'm very excited to uh, be doing this episode tonight, not just because of the film that will be uh, discussed and uh, ripped apart in a good way, maybe, or maybe in a bad way, but because who I'm doing it with, one of my uh, more recent guests on the show, hailing from the snowy tundra of Canada. Please welcome back again from Don't Blame the Movies. It's Nicole. Nicole, how are you? I am great. How are you? Yes, I am doing very, very well. And uh, mentioned Don't Blame the Movies. Go check out Nicole and her, and her hunky co- co- co-host, Dooney, uh, on Don't Blame <laughs> the Movies. Just uh, YouTube it and you'll see uh, many film reviews on there. So go check that out. But after I've heard this episode and um, yeah, Nicole will join me. I want to say about four or five months ago now, we, we dove into Ghostbusters and we spoke about how much we absolutely dig Ghostbusters. And on that episode, we said, huh, should we just come back in November and do Ghostbusters Afterlife? And Nicole very politely said, oh, she humoured me and said, oh, yeah, of course I will. But I've got, <laughs> but I've dragged her back kicking and screaming. So uh, <laughs> a lot of kicking confirm. and screaming. <laughs> a lot of she didn't want to do it. But I said, come on, don't, don't let the listeners down. But. <laughs> Um, when we were both very excited for Afterlife, on the, if, if you go back to listen to the episode, which you should do because it's great, we were both very excited for Afterlife. It's been 30-something years since we had a new uh, Ghostbusters film in this timeline. Of course, we had the Paul Feig one. But um, before we talk about what we thought about the film, what just remind everyone, and me as well, really, what did you want from Afterlife? What were the kind of things you were after? Um, I really, okay, I really wanted more of the original cast. That's what I wanted in there. And like, I'm happy that I got to see my terror dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Super, super happy. Um, Happy to see the Stay Puft men. Um, The little guys, they're super, super cute. Yes. And overall, like the story, like I liked, like I wanted, like with the grandchildren mixed in with, um, obviously the generation now compared to the generation like what we grew up with um i just really wanted more of the original cast though <laughs> yeah i when when we knew they were going to be in it and what i liked about the marketing for afterlife is they none of the trailers apart from the last one kind of really hinted but they they did hint okay none of them explicitly showed any of the og you heard ray's voice in razor cult and in the very last one you saw all of their midriffs and you heard mm-hmm. Vinkman and uh, it's like yes but they never showed them they saved the money shot for the film which I was very grateful for but um, going in yeah I wanted I, w- I would going in I was hoping to see the the old guys not throughout the whole thing because I kind of knew they wouldn't weren't going to be in a lot of it like but I was kind of thinking oh they'll probably be in half of it you know they'll flip back and forward um, and I just wanted a I just wanted it to feel like the first two Ghostbusters uh, so did I'm, I. I'm not going to chuck out that second one uh, even though the film, <laughs> even though the film tried to kind of did, um, just wanted it to feel like it. Now that kind of there's there's humour, there's heart throughout, and um, a little bit of little bit of horror for for the little ones. Or unless you are very wimpy, then <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, but um, that's what I wanted. But the most important thing is going into this, guys. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, we are going to spoil the whole damn film. It's, what, two hours and seven minutes long, I think. I think. So go check it out. Go watch it. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen it, why not? Uh, go check it out. 
and then come back and listen to this episode because I, we do not, we will not be held responsible for spoiling the film. It's on you now. Last time, <gasps> spoilers. You, now, done. you've been warned. <laughs> exactly, you've been warned. I had to get Nicole here kicking and screaming, so don't let her down. Um, <laughs> right, so let's get into it. The first, que- the most important question is: You were looking forward to this film very much, like me. What did you think of this film, and why did you hate it? <laughs> you've been picking on me for that for like the ever since it came out <laughs> every day you, you can you can explain why you hated it yeah. i didn't <laughs> i didn't hate it um okay so i how do i explain this <laughs> i wanted more um mm-hmm. it, it was more okay so with the kids, I loved it. You know, they brought these kids in and you kind of get to know them individually and you kind of, it sets it up for like the new generation. If you think about it, you kind of figure out which kid kind of fits which Ghostbuster spot. Um, I just felt like it took so long to get there and I wanted more of Gozer and I wanted more of like the original cast in it. Like I know they, like like you'd said, and it was just like a cameo, like the money shot and stuff, but it was like, no, I wanted like a little bit more in there, just a little bit. Um, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But, like, I still, like, overall, like, really, really enjoyed the film. Um, Like, there's a lot of parts in there that I absolutely love. Like, I love it when, you know, they get Ecto-1 and get it fixed. Well, obviously, with the help of um, Egon's ghost. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Heads up, spoiler. (laughs) He comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm, like, all over the place. But, like, I love it when he, like drives it through the field and i thought that part was like so cool um even like actually i'm just gonna even back it up like the opening scene though i absolutely loved it like it gave me chills because you know what was going on and who that was running through the shadows like you could you could tell right away you're like it's egon (laughs) (laughs) egon it's gone now which is sad to say in in universe as well um i how did the, obviously the first film starts off with the uh, the the how does the first film start off? This is embarrassing. Oh yeah, the late the librarian. Of course, we did. We literally did an hour and a half talking about it. The first film starts off with the librarian. Ghostbusters two starts off with uh, starts off with Oscar in the pram. I think going and yeah. um and down then the then, street on the street. <laughs> yeah, which isn't the most funny scene, but uh, obviously no. nothing bad becomes of Oscar. But this is a this felt for me like a proper tonal shift. It literally, you've you've got the the studio credits and then bam, just vroom, This is a car screaming down the road. Um, it, it ends up flipping off the road. You see some guy running through the field. You're like, Jesus, you know, they've really really ch- uh, changed tone here. And we we find out it's Egon, and uh, he's trying to uh, trap the the terror dogs. Our buddies. He's got one of them. He's got the keymaster. I think they said it was. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one's invisible, but coming to get him, tries to tap um, it. Doesn't work. Egon immediately thinks, "Oh shit!" Uh, has to run inside, <laughs> hide the uh, hide the the ghost trap, and then I I'm not gonna lie. The first time I saw it, I was kind of thinking, "Right, what's just happened?" Because the arms come out like uh, with what happens to Dana about the arms come out of the chair and grab him. Uh, and then it kind of cuts to the PKE meet on a floor, and I'm thinking, right, what what happened there? Do you know how? Yeah, you know, how did how did Egon die? Was he did the terror dog like tear him up? Did he eat him? Did he? Uh, obviously, they said later on, you know, it was a heart attack. But I didn't think that. Was, I know they didn't really want to show it because 
know, it's for respect for Harold, but I wasn't entirely also, clear on what happened. And also probably if you think about it, because it's like, I think they're trying to open up a whole new generation of Ghostbusters to the next generation of younger kids. And they probably don't want to terrify them <laughs> a <Yeah>. little bit. <laughs> in, the, in the first scene of the new film. Here, here kids, here's a new franchise for you. Watch one of the old classics get torn to pieces. Yeah. By, by, may I add, one of the very cute, cute terror dogs. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into that as we go on, I suppose. <laughs> yes, the, 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 <laughs> no, they get look. They're looking like de- hencher this time. They're proper units in this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really like this film, and I really wanted to go in. I said to um, well, I said to yourself. I said to my other uh, buddy. I have more than one buddy, but my film, my other film buddy, um, that I'm going to go in and I'm going to enjoy it as a fan. I'm also going to try and watch it as in. Let's critically watch it. Is this a good film or am I just saying that because I've waited for it so long or or um, I'm just a blinkered fan? But no, I, I loved it. I also acknowledge that there are flaws. It's not a perfect film by any means. No, no way is it a perfect film. and We'll get into that as well. But I thought it was so much fun. It I was. like the slow build up because um, it could have thrown us straight in with these new characters and have them busting ghosts after 20 minutes. But... I don't think no. that for me it doesn't really work but because of what we got at the end that they had to build up to the end and uh, they had to kind of get past a few shock moments about uh, calling Egon green name under the sun which took a lot of getting used to because it's Egon isn't it but um, mm-hmm. no I, 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 I dug it uh, I like the characters for the most part I like the characters again a few issues with some of them um, I liked how they used the old guys I don't think the old guys were just there for um, I don't think the old guys were just thrown in and be like, oh, well, I find a use for them and I chuck them in there. I think they served a purpose. They, th- it was one of the best moments of ever <laughs> when they turned up. Um, so you know, I, I really liked it, but I, I know that you have issues with it. I think I, I may have some of the same issues uh, and maybe different ones as well. So um, let's talk. Let's do that first, rather than what. What was one of the things? Because obviously you said you, you, you. Have and a few things you out, so right? keen on. And then I was like, where where did they get all this stuff? Like, did I, they have extra stored? <laughs> I went back and watched this film because I, I, I don't really watch films twice unless until it comes out on physical. I usually go to watch a film and then that's it. Yeah. But I had to go and watch this film again just for just because I wanted to punish myself and cry. The second time I watched it, I listened to what Ray said. And if my memory serves me right, because it, it clicked, I was like, because I thought exactly the same thing. I was like, how did because there's a scene obviously isn't there in the in Goza's uh, shrine in the cave where there mm-hmm. are four proton packs uh, hooked up and they're crossing the streams to push the the spirits and Goza back down the well and my mm-hmm. first time I was watching I was like oh that must be the guys you know that's that's our that's the classic Ghostbusters proton packs but and Ray says uh, he took Ecto one and he says he took his proton pack. Uh, he then cleaned us out and took a load of um, material, which obviously to probably make more protons. He do- Ray oh. does say he took his proton pack, as in like he just took his, uh, but it is not clear whatsoever. I had to go back again to watch it to make sure I heard it properly. Okay, so then yeah, so then he probably left all their stuff then. The question Maybe. is like when? What did? When did they? Did they? Would they have the proton packs in the car? They, where, where, how did they turn up? We know, did, they, did they turn up in a taxi and be like, shh, got to get these bloody things on quickly? 
Oh, okay, hold on one quick second before I forget. Because you said taxi, that taxi zombie guy showed back up. <laughs> yeah, he does. He just wants a cup of coffee. I know. I was like, he's back. <laughs> and you and you were happy to see him. He looked creepier as I. <laughs> he did. Look, he did look creepy. The, the, the practical effects were great in this. Um, oh, they were. You mentioned that the big beefcake, the Dara dog. That looks so good when he's in Walmart just chowing down on the dog food. Um, again, I'm not <laughs> sure what because uh, my assumption is the terror dog is a, it takes the form of someone. So yeah, just likes dog food, but he's chowing down on the biscuits and yeah, Jesus, that looks really, really good. And they could have easily <laughs> CGI'd it, but I'm so glad they didn't. Me too. I'm so happy. Be- like, cause even like with the original, um, you can tell, like, obviously it was like, you know, props and stuff that they made, but there's some scenes when you go and you watch it, you could tell that they try to like fit it in to make it look realistic, whereas this yeah. actually looks <laughs> more updated and realistic. <laughs> yeah, um, this one, yeah, that, that scene where he jumps through the table in the first film, that the effects don't quite hold up there when compared to this, obviously, but that was a long time ago. But it still worked for that time. <laughs> gotcha. for us. Oh, damn. It's, yeah, we, as you know, this terror dog scared the hell out of me in the first when as a kid. They scared the <laughs> hell out of me. Um, Wait, m- might we add before we continue that after we recorded that that podcast, I had sent you pictures for days of cute pictures of terror dogs <laughs> with big googly eyes. They were literally like terror dog puppies as well. They, they like, were diapers on. And they were. I'm like, see, they're cute. Pictures. <laughs> Manipulative pictures of evil dogs i'm coming around to the idea of them um in this film they they looked great they looked handsome but i don't think i fancy having one uh face after me that that scene made me die though it's in the in this theater i burst out laughing uh and paul rudge uh sorry gary gruberson you're going on a date with gary gruberson gary <laughs> mr gruberson is like hey buddy and it roars at him and then he just perfectly throws a the Baskin Robbins at his head and just runs. It's the way he just throws it and like smacks him in the head, and the dog just like goes straight after him, as if that's going to stop like a, a demon dog, a bit of ice cream. And he just like sits on his car and like oh. that. That scene was cute. <laughs> oh yeah, we did sit and then and it goes. Yes, yeah. the tire. I just like how Gary jump. Oh, sorry, sorry, Mister Gruberson jumps through his windscreen. Obviously, hasn't got a windscreen anymore. He just dives through it. <laughs> so that's that's very funny. Paul Rubb was great in this film. I think I think I really did like him in this. Oh, I did too. I think he did great. And you know what? So here's like the other thing. Like going through and watching this movie, I picked it off. I was like, oh, okay, you know. So you could already tell who's going to be the new uh, key master and gatekeeper. You knew right off the bat. so there was like some parts you're like because they kind of followed almost the same formula as the first one if you think about it to an extent certain things from kind of halfway on really isn't it yeah (laughs) which is not bad because i it brought back a lot of nostalgia for all of us true fans (laughs) oh god crossed it did that was that uh, a negative for you though that it wasn't as original as it could have been because it kind of stuck the fact that they moved it to Oklahoma and it was all about the family and they were paying so much homage and reverence to the legacy of the Ghostbusters and then in there... the second half it's no, just it's kind of the first film again I'd, uh, the, the, obviously it's changed up it isn't it is a, it is <laughs> quite kind of the same as the first film and I even mentioned that in my review I put out is that mm-hmm. you know is it very similar Can, you can't deny the mm-hmm. similarities but 
So I'm never yeah. going to argue with that. But did that, did, yeah, did that kind of make you think, oh, I could have done with something a bit different? Yeah, I kind of want a little bit something different. Like, um, I didn't like that they used Dana's line. Um, I told you that. I did not like that, where they're like, there is no mom, only Zool. And then how she was, like, breathing heavy, like, (laughs) Dana did in the first one. And, like, the way how the kids reacted to it, it was like, like, it wasn't like they were scared. It was like, meh. But then I kind of go back and think about what um, Phoebe said. Like, she just reacts differently to things (laughs) yeah she does literally because even like even the ghost thing where she was playing chess and i'm like how are you not like holy crap this is happening you're not burning (laughs) down the farmhouse exactly (laughs) if my mother was possessed by zool and she's sitting there chattering there is no mama yep that's enough of this rolling pin whack knock you out for a bit take you to the hospital get out of my sight she's clearly something wrong with her i wouldn't hit my mum with a rolling pin but um, in the sense of the film i would do no you're right yeah so like i don't know like there was like some things i was like i wish they went a little bit original with um that line that that whole spot i didn't like but i get why they did (laughs) i was like no that's dana's line (laughs) no i guess because they've brought back gozer and um quite happy to talk about Gozer in a minute but I guess because mm-hmm. they brought her back this isn't me defending the story because like you I would have I loved what they did of it but of course when you look back you think ah, you know I would have liked to have seen something different I guess if you bring back Gozer you have to bring back the terror dogs How, um, then what then yes. they've got to possess someone and it's they've kind of wrote themselves into a corner there with that one but yeah they didn't need to say the line well oh, no they didn't I mean you could you can argue that oh that's just how she communicate how the gatekeeper key master communicates or whatever but they didn't need to say the line i i get that and um there was a lot of callbacks in this film and before again before we go on we're not going to spend the whole time like crapping on the film we are gonna no no hell no (laughs) but it's it's easy it's easy just to kind of get right this is what didn't quite work but there was a lot of cool i didn't mind the callbacks some of them were um some of them like the crunch wrapper and the twinkie like that's nice good you know didn't need that but it's fine um my favorite one of my favorite lines in the film only because it was so crap was one that seemed a lot of people seem to be really annoyed at and everyone in my screening well they laughed but i also heard a few people going oh no and in my head i thought oh no he's gonna say it and they did it's when you know what's coming when phoebe says (laughs) they're in prison and she says oh uh, hey look don't we get a phone call the sheriff comes over he goes yeah sure and he kind of looks at the camera and he winks like go on wait for it and he says you're going to call <laughs> oh, no, I, just, <laughs> myself, I thought ah you know is that a step too far i liked it because it was so cheesy um i know a lot of people i liked have it a proper issue with that but well i'm glad to hear you liked it as well because <laughs> so many people think a lot of people who have issues with the callbacks and a repeating of lines which they do in the end as well really didn't like that line but i thought it was just i just thought it was a bit bit of silly fun Okay, so you're talking about, like, we're kind of talking about the repeating of lines, right? What did you think of the question that Ray got asked <laughs> at the end? Uh, <laughs> I liked it because I'm a fanboy. But if just if you look at the way it goes, she's openly mocking him. Because as soon as just, hey, flat up, did you miss us? As soon as she realizes who they are, uh, obviously she's a demon god, so she's obviously evil. As soon as she realizes who these schlubs are, her eyes narrow and her, her demeanor completely changed she's like these are the guys who took me down last time you're toast um 
which is why when she asked Ray that, she said it in such a horrible, spiteful way, as if, you know, I do remember you, and here's how, here's, you know, I'm going to ask you that question again. Um, and then obviously Ray does his Ray thing, which, again, I liked that. Uh, that so Ray did I. didn't understand. He's just like, and they were like, come on, come on, Ray. But <laughs> I didn't mind the line simply because, to my ears anyway, it was said spitefully in a mocking way. It wasn't her asking again, like, oh, uh, I have met you guys before, but just again, are, are, are you a god? It felt more like, are you are you a god? Now I'm going to just absolutely rip you to pieces. I didn't mind it. Um, we, I'm guessing maybe you weren't a fan of that one. No, I actually liked it because I, right. I laughed at it. I laughed at it, and it kind of felt like kind of gives him a chance a little bit redeem himself from the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I so I loved it when they turned up. Obviously. We'll go into that, like the whole scene in a bit. But I love it when they turn up and raise, like, yep, yeah, as a designated uh, spokesperson for the county of Oak, state of Oklahoma, blah, blah. And they go through the and you can see Venkman, I think, oh, Jesus. Even Winston's like, come on, bro, just get on with it. It brought back the Met. It felt like they'd never left to me. Um, I didn't think for any any second any one of them was phoning it in. They all looked like they were in, including Bill Murray. Um, I, I didn't mind the duplications of lines. Ray says exactly the same as he did in the first film, but just changed mm-hmm. Oklahoma. He has to remember. Oh, he has to think of his god. Remember in the second film though, when he's he gets he's the one who almost balls it up with Vigo as well. We get he gets so turned on by Vigo that he ends up being possessed <laughs> by him. So it's yeah. always Ray. So it's just run it, keeping the joke going. <laughs> which yeah, which I love that. I definitely do. Um. <laughs> I do have a question to ask you, though. Well, go on. Um, because we're oh talking God, about yes. the, the original guys. Were you disappointed that a certain somebody wasn't in this one? Do you know who I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, I am, actually. Because I there was a scene... I, I, well, if you're talking about our boy, uh, good Canadian boy, Moranis. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I was dead certain that he was going to turn up because... And everyone who's, everyone who's listening now has now seen the film. I'm pretty sure you're all aware there's two, there's a mid-credit and a post-credit. I thought he was going to turn up in the post-credit scene when they're in Winston's company because I just thought he'd turn up and be sitting next to um, sitting next to Janine or something. But, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't in it, but I'd have loved to have seen him. Even Me if too. just for one second. Like you and I were talking about it before it came out and I was like, I heard rumors that he was going to make like a quick appearance and then I heard he wasn't. So I was kind of like, oh, please be in it. And then I just like kept my eyes out for it. And I was like, no, he's not in it. No, you you literally gave me hope only for it to be ripped away from me. um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'd have liked it. I know. Dana Barrett came back and she was only in a mid credit scene. So that was cool. I liked that scene. It was fun just to see her and... Uh, Peter, I'm um, squaring when, off. They're, they're clearly married now, and it's a bit of closure for them as well. But when she shows up, though, it was kind of like so you go through the credits and then they say her name. You're like, wait a minute, I, I didn't yeah. see her in the movie. And then it's like, oh, okay, here she is now. <laughs> she is exactly the same. And it said, oh, because it said include it or guest star or whatever. St- um, yeah. The, the big boys and then Sigourney Weaver. I thought, she just like a background extra, or, or, or was she like, was she? pouring the coffee did i miss something but no she they have that lovely little mid-credit scene and that doesn't again in terms of moving the story on that was just 
fun throwback. If you want to talk about throwbacks to the first film, then that is the ultimate throwback to the first film. But again, that to me, that incorporates the second film because that's when they kind of well, they get together at the end of the second film as well. But that feels more final. So, um, mm-hmm. A lot of people said that the second one was retconned out of existence. Jason Reitman's come out and said, no, that's not the case whatsoever. The second ghost, all the events of the second one absolutely still count in the universe. Uh, he said there's lots of Easter Good. eggs throughout. Obviously, Razor Cult, of course. But like one of the, the, he said the toaster from Ghostbusters 2 is in the farmhouse and lots of other little things which people, because people just, when they think Ghostbusters 2, you think, you know, Vigo and Janosch and maybe uh, and the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. moving. Because they didn't mention that doesn't count all the slime, but he said no, no, it, it does count. But um, this was obviously very much all about the first film, and um, when they're in Gozer's, the sorry, Shandor's mine, you've got mm-hmm. these dates dates at the top, you know, nineteen forty five, nineteen eighty four, and that. And some people said, well, you know, why, why wasn't there nineteen eighty nine on the thing? Because that had nothing to do with Gozer. That was Vigo and Nianosh bringing that uh, world in 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 uh, Ghostbusters too. The, That's the, true. the dates only corresponded with um with Goza, so Goza. Um, a lot of um a lot of confusion about that. But yeah, with Rick Moranis, I would have loved to have seen him uh, come mm-hmm. back. Uh, just just for just even if he just came in and was like, "Hey guys," and that was it. He was just like just waved and it'd be like, "Oh, there's literally everyone who could have returned." Um, what, like Broly had. It would have been great if even if he just showed up in like a, I don't know, like help carrying some of the equipment or something at the end. Like, you know how he kind of was in like the second one where he showed up in the Ghostbusters outfit and stuff. Like even that, like just like a quick little, Hey, I'm here. I've been like, yes. They could have really (laughs) gone too far and just had him just being, had him in the firehouse as being chased by Slimer still or something. Just being hounded by that hunky green ghost. But um, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm disappointed that he wasn't in it because I would have just liked to have seen, Moranis again. I don't, I'm not disappointed because oh, the film was incomplete now, but it would have been no, nice just no. for that kind of hit of extra hit of nostalgia. And um, but of course, he uh, wasn't there. I mean, the film was full of it. Uh, what else didn't I like? I'll, I'm going to throw in uh, what else didn't work for me. Sorry, I'm going to throw in the Trevor and Lucky romance again. So many people seem to have said this, but um, I'm on. I'm of the belief that uh, it's Finn Wolfhart and Celeste O'Connor. I don't mind their characters. They kind of mm-hmm. shoehorned in the, their kind of budding relationship, and it wasn't really developed, and it all felt a bit, all felt yeah. a bit lame to me. It did. I I didn't feel like it was needed that whole little spot. Like, okay, friendship wise, yeah, but that whole like little relationship kind of thing that he was trying to get, like, really didn't really need it. But, um, but I also kind of felt like maybe it was like more introduction to bring her in because, like, to kind of just say about the kids, like how I said earlier. You can kind of tell which kid fits what spot. Like, uh, Phoebe obviously is Egon. Trevor, he's kind of got that ladies romance. So I feel like he's going towards Peter. Um, and then obviously podcast, Ray. <laughs> and yeah. then Lucky is, uh, Winston. Winston. So uh, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't Go hate ahead. it. It did, it did kind of feel like, oh, we need four, but like people say, we need four Ghostbusters at the end to wear the suits. How did all those flight suits fit? They're kids. Egon <laughs> was about six foot something. Um, I'm not six foot something, and that would have been hanging off me, and I'm Same. mid to late 30s. <laughs> They're kids. Um, but, <laughs> Although, I, I, but I didn't care about that in the film. It's only afterwards you think, oh, that's weird. But during it, I was like, oh, I don't care. I'm so excited. I don't care how they fit. They just fit. 
for like you and I'd be like wearing like you know mommy or daddy's clothes that are too big whereas my nephew <laughs> it would fit him perfectly <laughs> Dude, no we are not the uh we are not particularly blessed with height um uh, no small small is cool as far as i'm concerned but uh, yeah no, we would have looked ridiculous and matt goza would have just absolutely they, she would have just had taken pity to be like suits don't fit she's not emperor palpatine but those suits don't fit and it would have been <laughs> laughing at us and then she probably would have like shaved a bit of the bottom off with her electricity fingers and um stuff like that during the film i didn't mm-hmm. care about it's just like oh, it just happens if you want if you want realism in a film like ghostbusters uh, you should probably just turn around and walk out the door because they're talking about busting they they can use as many scientific terms as they want Mm-hmm. They were talking about catching ghosts and keeping them in containment centres and uh, and marshmallow men running around and terror dogs. It's not you can't then be like, well, I I, I accept that there's a de- uh, like a god coming to earth to, to destroy us, but I will not accept those suits that don't fit those kids that uh, fit those <laughs> kids. Sorry, so you've got to kind of weigh it up. But uh, what else? Yeah, those two wasn't they didn't you know they didn't again. None of this ruined the film for me, but it did kind of feel a bit superfluous, and that's a big word for a Sunday night. Um, <laughs> what else? Did you put sugar in your tea? <laughs> Just spice it up to get this. I'm on my, he- <laughs> on my health kicks. So I think my brain is obviously it's uh, what's that word? It's on high alert. I can't think of the word when you're just starved of sugar. It's, it's <laughs> oh, I know overtime. that feeling. <laughs> running over time. Uh, the score, I like the score, but it was a bit very, it was very, you know, it, it, they used the score from the first film quite a lot. Um, I, you know what, I, I love that. I actually like that they used the music from the first one. For oh, some reason. oh yeah, I didn't hate that they used it, but it was very noticeable that there wasn't as, excuse me, many original um, cuts as they could have been, but I like mm-hmm. the scroll from the first film, so I'm not going to complain. Um, might I add, though, I want to say I felt the kids did a really good job. Absolutely, yeah. I, as much as I say Finn, Wolfhart and Celeste O'Connor, the characters maybe weren't fleshed out, it had nothing to do with them. The kids were the kids were great. I mean, talk to me about how good the kids were. Oh, they were just so good. Like, even like... Because I, I think how old was McKenna Gray? She was fairly young in this one she was actually um, 12 as like, just like her character was i think yeah she did like such an excellent job with her acting i don't even know if is this like her first movie because i don't even know if i've seen her oh no she's else. been in tons of films she was in malignant as well um she's been in tons of films before which is what people are saying is that you know she's like 12 she's 15 now but even around ghostbusters time she's still been in quite a few things as a child actress yeah Actually, I'm looking some up. Yeah, she has even like Captain Marvel, and yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so She's wow, been busy. She definitely has, and I think she did an excellent job. And she did sing one of the songs for the movie as well. Yeah, I uh, obviously, I mean, I had no idea because I didn't realize she was a, was a, was a singer as well. But I remember thinking afterwards, like that's a nice song. It's quite cool. Uh, it wasn't until I got home and I, was like, oh, and I logged on the uh, toxic wasteland that is twitter and saw that uh, mckenna grace had said oh look my new single's now out and i can always also say it's on the end credits and then it clicked i was like oh that was you sweet she was terrific i thought in this she really was she she, she held her own against all of the adult actors she channeled the spirit of egon spengler i think she felt like a descendant of the speng uh, she brought her own energy 
she did even like her like delivery even like of that awkward nerdy kid especially with like the awkward jokes like she did that so well i i love those jokes they were they're cute they were cute like you think like your everyday kind of like dad jokes <laughs> I, I i am a connoisseur of the dad joke so i i doffed my cap every time she said one i was like yep i i'm gonna take that one as well or or i applaud your ingenuity of that one and, but they but it was i love them podcast bless him logan kim his first ever film role he was the only one who found them funny and i found that adorable like their friendship uh where you know she was telling the jokes and everyone's like god almighty and but he was like oh, that was great yeah i really <laughs> like that and but he was a podcast worried me firstly because he was called podcast and uh-huh. secondly when we first meet him i thought oh no it's just shit gonna be He's always going to have that microphone. He's always going to be almost like a found footage film. It's like, is he always going to have a microphone to document this? But no, I, I really like oh, that character. Yeah. I really liked uh, podcast. I thought his uh, relationship slash chemistry with Phoebe and Anne McKenna Grace was, was great. Um, and I think, and I thought he, he bought the right level of um, comedy. I don't think he was too annoying. Uh, no, I think not at all. he worked so well with, with McKenna Grace and, one of the lines that made me laugh in, with him was when Finn Wolfhart's driving Ecto-1. He's like, dude, can you stop breathing in my ear? And he's like, oh. <laughs> Just the way he says it, I can't. I'm not an actor, I can't do it. But those two are great as well. Um, um, oh, yeah. yeah, and then it was uh, Finn and, um, as if I know, you know, Finn and Celeste, those guys. I was just trying to make sure there wasn't any other kid actors we'd forgotten about. But no, I thought, I think everyone no. was good in this film. Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. You know exactly what you're going to get with the Rudd. His comic timing is great. His expressions are wonderful. His delivery is great. He's the sexiest man alive. So let's not forget that. Um, <laughs> of course, I, you got to give him credit get, for that. <laughs> you have to. I, I didn't get my ballot in in time. But so, Paul, congratulations, mate. Um, oh, I'll, take it ne- I'll take it off you next year. But you know, <laughs> I was just going to say that Murray. next year. High hopes. <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray. Your, your, your uh, Silver Fox was in it. I know. He How looked like... Fun? He looked like he aged horribly. <laughs> the way how they had him done up. <laughs> he looks a little rough around the edges. And I've seen yeah. him in photos and like he looks great. But then when he shows up, I was like, he looks a little rough. <laughs> uh, I want to put it down to they had to drive from New York to Oklahoma. I want to imagine that the Ghostbusters just are such a uh, such slub still that they can't afford a flight. So let me just Google live on there. How long does it take to drive from New York to Oklahoma? Uh, right, it's a it's a twenty twenty two hour journey in normal traffic. So I want to imagine that they've just driven twenty two hours. You know, they had to stop to use it. They they couldn't even stop to use a bathroom. They'd have to go in a bush or something. He he hasn't eaten. He hasn't slept. He's looking a bit rough. That's what I wanted to believe. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. That's that. yeah. <laughs> the road trip was like pretty rough on him. <laughs> he had to sit there with Ray just talking crap the whole time. So and do but on the same same level though. Ernie Hudson, good God. I was like, you look great. I mean, they all look great. He looks great, amazing. He's great, isn't he? He does. He's aging well and, like, looks so amazing when he shows up. Like, honestly, like, I love, like, obviously love the Ghostbusters, but he aged well compared to the other two guys. As much as I love Rob, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray, I love them, but Ernie is just, like, he's aging well. <laughs> He's got the, he's got the luck of the surname is what he's got. I'm t- I'm taking credit for that. <laughs> no, he, he, 
that's yeah, they, they were they were keen. They all looked good, but <laughs> but they do look noticeably older. Bless her. But um, okay, another thing which I've seen. We've mentioned earlier on, actually, um, before we get into everything which we, th- we thought was just unbelievable, the phone call. You know, who are you going to call? I'm going to call Ray Stance at Ray, Razor Colt. How, how did you feel about that? Because that scene was basically, right, we need a scene to explain what happened to the OG. Why, did, why is he gone here? And we need, we need to try and find a way to get the old guys back again. What did you think about that scene? Because, uh, again, in the two weeks or so, ten days since the film's been out, I've seen a lot of people, you know, negatively talking about that scene really um i kind of figured when she said she wanted to make a phone call that's who she was gonna call i had i had a feeling who's she gonna call (laughs) i only got the feeling because of the trailer had i not seen the trailer where we see ray pick up the phone i would have had no idea um so i don't like fully remember that part in the trailer trailer (laughs) but um but i had that gut feeling that's who she was gonna call and then it was just too bad she didn't have a longer conversation with him. You know what I mean? About what was going on. Obviously, it was cut short because they're in jail. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. So, like, you... Like, how did you feel about it? Uh, I was just happy to see Dan Aykroyd back as Ray in, in Razor Cult. Yeah. But, um, it did feel slightly stilted to start with because, uh, obviously, she rings him up and she's like, are you Ray Stance? Are you a Ghostbuster? And he's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know why? You know you'd, you'd think he, you'd think she'd be like, "Oh, I'm I'm Egon's granddaughter, by the way," and he would have been yeah. like, "Okay," but, but she didn't. And but then, but then she's like, "I need to talk to you about Egon Spengler," and he's like, "Egon Spengler, rot in hell." And I thought, "Fuck, bloody hell, Ray, Jesus, tone it I down know. a bit." Yeah, okay, my, yeah, breaking my heart, as Padme would say. <laughs> um, yeah, and, I'm sorry um, for laughing. <laughs> No, <laughs> make myself laugh. It's so sad. But, um, and then, obviously, having to explain what happened, it, it did feel like this is this is the bit where they have to explain. But again, I didn't care. I see, I see a lot of the time. I try to watch a film with a critical eye. Like, right, what can I, what can I basically tear apart? But every every film has a scene where a character explains what's happening or what's mm-hmm. what's transpired to get them to where they are so it didn't bother me it just felt a bit odd that she wouldn't open up with the fact that she's egon's grandkid but i guess if, if she'd done that how would the scene have played out maybe we wouldn't have found out that there was a conflict because if she'd said oh, i'm egon's granddaughter and he'd been like hey hey kid your granddad can rot in hell I, then i'd think ray you bastard that's not very kind um, yeah you're right it needed to happen because we needed to think that everyone thought egon was awful carrie coon's character we haven't mentioned her carrie coon was great i thought she was very good her character callie spent the whole films you know saying he was a deadbeat dad he was never there he was this he was that he was nothing great like come on this is this is egon and then ray says what he says and they're thinking hold on why is everyone piling on an old spengs here and then but when we get to the end pays off massively because then everyone has to do it 180 and realize that egon wasn't a bad dad at all he wasn't a bad person he was doing everything for the greater good he just but nobody believed him which why ray wouldn't believe him that was i said to my buddy afterwards the first thing i said when i came out and he disagreed with me but i said um the only thing about the call which kind of he stuck out was <laughs> ray and egon were you know they were you know they were the bros I can't believe Ray wouldn't have gone up to the gone up to the farmhouse and be like, right, you've really upset me here. You took the car, you took everything. What what do you do? What are you working on? What have you found? I can't believe it. Ray would just be like, nah, I can't be. I'm going to wash my hands of him now. 
don't know. That well, that was it. But again, we know in hindsight, we know why. But um, uh, maybe they could have. For me, they could have tweaked the script a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the only part of the f- script which I thought was you know generally could have done with a bit of working on. But uh, even with the callbacks and the duplicated lines, and again, I like that scene. It's not a bad scene. It's not badly written. It, 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 the first time I watched it, the questions came up like you it was like, well, how, how did they get, where did the pack come from? And how, did he take all the packs and this, that and the other, but of course it was just a means to an end, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Um, to kind of back up with, uh, Callie for Carrie, um, who obviously plays the mom, the daughter of Egon. Um, you could, I don't know. She bugged me. Yeah, I don't. Go. I don't know why she bugged me. Like she throughout. just so throughout the movie, she kind of bugged me. And I get it. You're angry at your dad. You have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> and it clearly played out like she's playing like this, like hardcore badass mom. And just I don't know why her character bugged me so much. Like she did it well, but it just like it got under my skin, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine you sitting there gripping. Like if you look at like comes on, I feel like she didn't like fit. You know what I mean? Because like you have like the way how the other cast is, and how they, there's like this smooth flow with everyone, and like Paul Rudd's character, a very smooth flow, and he doesn't like he's refusing to give up on her. And to be honest, they are in a small town, so options are probably poor. Um, and <laughs> she's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so like I like it was like he refused to give up on her which okay that's great Um, but I just I don't know why her character bugged me because even just like how she was with her kids and everything it just she was pretty rough around the edges but she did a great job at it oh yeah she's great at being rough around the edges I mean I can't (laughs) I wouldn't ever try to say well I think what you mean is this I'm trying to think right so when we meet her she's she's trying to cut Finn Wolfhart's hair it's going in his food and uh, so we find out that she's she's not in a good place financially they move to the farmhouse she's she loves a drink um so she clearly likes that and I think it's because maybe I, I don't know maybe it's because she spends majority of the film like perpetually miserable uh until, unless until she's with um uh, Mr. Gruberson and she can't she kind of lightens up a little bit and then they have a date I thought you were gonna. I'm oh, sorry. I thought I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, she does. Now I love her. Right, I was just sitting there waiting for it, but it never came. Um, then they have this date, and she goes back, but then she gets possessed. And I suppose she does. After that, she kind of thinks, oh crap, these kids are telling the truth. But I, I can see what you mean. I, I had, I guess, I didn't really think about it that way. But um, I just, yeah, just saw it as a, a, a as a mother who just had the weight of the world on her shoulders. But I get it. You know, after so long, would you would you be so? I can't talk. I have, I have no. I don't, actually, I, shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say it, but I haven't got any uh, context to fall back. I don't know what it's like to have an absent father figure and who I can hate. So would I harbour that kind of anger for 30, 40 years? I don't know. Like, who, who knows? But, um, I don't know. There is like, that. Like, I, I can see where you're coming from. Like You can see in the beginning like she does seem like a caring mother because she's kind of helping. You can tell that she's got a rough has a rough with and then when they go out there it's like okay now she comes out and now she's got all this hate this anger she likes drinking she like you know goes from there um just i'm not saying drinking's bad but, <laughs> you know 
wrong at their voice, but it's it's portrayed negatively in the film, isn't it? Yeah, it's portrayed here negatively with her. And she just got under my skin. And then maybe that's why I don't like her line about there is no mom, there's only Zool. Because then it was like, no! Oh, not Dana. Yeah. (laughs) You're having to be held back in the theatre. Sit down, Nicole. (laughs) It's not real. it's like, I'm going to get her. That's not her line. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, oh, it's you who's been terrorising her on social media. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, don't and, terrorise people. And doesn't she, at one point, yeah, she's in Dana's like dress at one point. Uh, it's a sim- similar dress, yeah. I, I yeah. like how she just rips her clothes off and she's wearing the dress. I thought, that's, that's cool. Makes no sense, <laughs> but it's cool. I was going to say, you would like it if someone ripped their clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Paul Rudd to do it, the sexiest man alive, but no, alas, no. But I, I, I was I like, know. How, do they get past, how do they get past the fact that she has to get a dress? Oh, she just magically has it on, goes as just an absolute queen when it comes to um, fashion. I quite like that Bam. Gozer has like that eye for fashion, where she's like, I, the guys can look rough as anything, but I want the ladies to look, you know, I want them to look good when they, before like- I turn them into a dog. <laughs> Um, that's true um i will say i absolutely loved when they were driving around town chasing kind of the new slimer muncher oh i loved that scene me too where they're like driving around town and it's a gunner seat and just like i loved it how they're just like destroying the town trying to catch mm-hmm. him but but still it was like the whole scene was awesome yeah, we've never seen that before um a a, a ghost chase which is but has any kind of movement. Usually they were just in a hotel room mm-hmm. or a courtroom in the first film. Mm-hmm. And we never really see, in the 2016 one, of course they, uh, we had, they had that big old fight at the end, but in terms of this, um, and in this universe, we haven't really seen it. So it's wicked to see, you know, just like an absolute balls out uh, chase. It's a, it's a chase scene. And then when Munter's going for the mountain and they're chasing him down that road, I was like, this just looks great. This just looks quality. I don't care that Finn Wolfhard can suddenly fix a car and drive. I don't care that podcast suddenly knows how to use the, um, the RV <laughs> ghost trap. I don't care that Phoebe knows how to use a proton pack. It's just, Trial and error, isn't it? They're kids. Hey, look, kids. I got uh, kids can pick anything up nowadays. You give them a tablet, it's or something, true. They work it better than me. So I, I have no doubt that they could have picked those up. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was really, really good. And that took what I don't know, four, oh, I don't know, half an hour, forty minutes, maybe to get to that part. I may be overselling <laughs> that, but uh, it took it took a bit of time to get there. And again, I didn't mind the build up. It did I'm take a bit of time to get there, but it was worth it when we got there. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I absolutely loved it. Like. It's like if you think about it, because like you said, like you don't really see the whole like the chase of after the ghost. Like it's like they're in the hotel, they're over here, but like like to actually use the car Ecto One to use that and drive it and like see the features that this car had that we never like never really seen before was amazing. And then like okay, now they have this like remote control uh, trap following too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's just expanding the the, the law mythology because you could they, mm-hmm. for all the times that they did they took inspiration shall we say or direct inspiration from the first film they also gave us Ecto One but with a gunner seat and they gave us the remote control ghost trap which immediately is something completely different and completely new it it blows away the ghost chases from the first few films because mm-hmm. they're, on, they're speeding through a town like you said just tearing it apart blowing it up. Um, and I quite like later on that they mentioned that like the, the the sheriff is like 
you destroyed so you, you caused untold amount of damage they just it didn't it wasn't just glossed over but um yeah i i think that scene was greatest it came for me just at the right time because if it had been five ten minutes later then i would have started to think right something needs to happen we need to get somewhere because you know we've got to move something you know, otherwise it's going to start to lull and start to drag a bit so for me it came just at the right time and then we got the the prison scene and there's a really good scene in that where the sh- the sheriff is uh he he uh talks down about egon about phoebe's granddad and everyone mm-hmm. in the town was like you know dirt farmer's got a family like no one no one's gonna miss that guy nobody likes him yeah. and again that kind of adds to it it's like what what the, what the hell did Egon do for an entire town to hate him as well? But um, but the the sheriff is you know she's like he just like a goddamn crazy uh, dirt farm or whatever, and she grabs grabs yeah. that proton pack and she's going to blast him away. And I was like, hold on, That's now we're getting to like the heavy drama bit here because she in her eyes it's just like she's a killing machine, and I really like that. She just switched from being you know a nerdy social awkward outcast to I'm willing to blow this sheriff up for my granddad's legacy who i now believe in he wasn't just a crazy dude Ghostbusters mm-hmm. he was a scientist like she is i absolutely love that scene too it was, like, it was like chills it was like she there's a murderer behind those eyes no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah yeah i've kind of partly kind of wanted to see what, what does it look like when a person gets hit by the proton pack but maybe that's morbid because you just burst into flames um <laughs> I have no comment like for, for a that. Nuclear accelerator <laughs> to plow into someone. No, no, it makes you wonder because I'm like trying to picture. No, I don't want to go there. <laughs> what Look what it did to the um, when they did their test, and it basically just set that thing on fire. Uh, you can't imagine that would be the sheriff. It'd just be a pile of ash by, within seconds. But that's morbid. And like. And the mom had, like, no fear how she just, like, hit it out of her hand. Like, she didn't even know what she was messing with. It was like, bam! <laughs> like, no. no. She, she literally grabbed it. And the whole time, yeah. uh, Gruberson's like, oh, damn. That's, he's, like, eyeing up the kid. Like, damn, that's cool. He's, the whole time, he's, uh, <laughs> when he's trying to, um, you know, trying to, when, he's, like, when he sees Trevor, he's like, hey, um, hey um, I'm Gary. And he's like, <laughs> when he gets out of the car, he's like, now you remember what I, ah, don't worry about it. He's obviously trying his hardest to impress um by being a responsible adult when really he's the biggest kid of the lot of course because in the beginning when they open up the trap and like <laughs> he gives them the glasses for safety classic ones <laughs> for, <laughs> for safety do you remember that part so he's trying two to two millimeters <laughs> of plastic doesn't seem very safe whatever he says no. yeah. and it like destroyed the windshield of his car <laughs> yeah. so we, should, we, should, we, should, we should get out of there we're an adult uh-huh. yeah. liable no <laughs> Yeah, I think we should talk about this scene, and I'm sure, like, everyone, if you're human, knows this scene. <laughs> um, the end scene, where Egon oh. shows up. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Oh, yes. Right. Um, the question I've got to start with for you, then, is, in your theatre, the first question is, you know, was your show in busy? And secondly, did you hear other people reacting to that scene? before we talk about how you and I reacted? Um, it was pretty quiet. Uh, it was packed. The theater was packed. Um, when that scene hit, it was quiet, except for a child that was like, oh my God, there he is. Why isn't he talking? <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but otherwise, it was pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, like. Was lots of, <laughs> yeah, please don't ruin the moment. There was lots of sniffles in my theatre, and I thought, oh, God, I'm, I'm going to go as well. <laughs> and I did. Um, oh. And I have no shame. I did. I saw the, I saw the hand because you've got the Harry Potter moment, you know, Goza facing oh, off no. against uh, Phoebes, and Goza's, look, Goza's a god. She's winning, of course. And then mm-hmm. the hand, kind of the blue hued force ghost hand, and I'm thinking, nah, no, this isn't happening. And, it, and then it goes up, and part of me did think, oh, oh no. Uh, because you've got in that in that one second before we see what he looks like, you think I was thinking this could be this could be bad. Now, like this, this could it would be mm-hmm. bad. This could be mm-hmm. bad. Uh, uh, for me, that's, that CGI and deep whatever it is, I thought it was unbelievable. And I'm not oh, just saying that because it was great. It looked unbelievable how uh, you know, he did. I like. I like that he didn't speak because that would have been a step too far. Because if he starts Same. speaking up, then in my head I'm thinking, it doesn't sound like him, or I wonder who they got to spit to, to do the voice, and it would have taken me out of it. Yeah. So I, I quite like that. And also, do, do, do the ghosts speak in Ghostbusters? They kind of make noises, but they don't speak, do they? No, not really. They don't. I think any of them do, no. They just make Actually, funny noises. And I... Even in the 2016 remake, I don't think they spoke at all. Uh, I need to rewatch that, but I don't think they do. I mean, obviously they come out and they go ah sometimes, but I think it would have been yeah. really bad if Egon opened his mouth and just went ah. <laughs> It'd probably ru- ruin the moment. But um, that scene I, was great when we first meet, see him again. I agree with you, though. I'm happy he didn't speak. I like like the subtle nods and stuff like that, just because it was like it's like, hey, I'm here. You could tell I'm here. I forgive you. You know, I'm. Like, I did all this for you guys, love you guys, kind of thing. Like, you could just tell because it was, like, pure emotion from that whole scene. And I didn't cry because I pinched myself. And I was like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. You're hating the film, that's why. <laughs> what? Because you hated the film, that's why. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> it was a terrible I'm movie. Just, it was terrible. I regret watching it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Give me my money back. No, I remember you saying that you you did you were pinching yourself, but I, I couldn't. I was just like, it took me back. It it really did. I, it when I saw, well, actually, it, it was another scene. Actually, quite uh, the first time I kind of started, I could feel the lump was when you saw the three guys for the first time, and it felt real. I was like, shit, this takes <laughs> me back to being a kid and playing with my uh, yep. playing with my mates in their back garden and. We had the blue proton packs, you know, the real Ghostbusters and that, and the, and the ghost traps, and we were sh- chasing Slimer and that. And that, it took me back to that moment. I was like, oh, and it kind of it took the air away. I was like, damn, it's, it's taken like thirty years off my life, but damn. And then, mm-hmm. and then, but, but then when Egon came up, it was it was you know a confluence of the music, what was actually mm-hmm. happening, and just the way that throughout the whole thing we've been told this guy is an absolute douchebag. Uh, he turns up at the end and saves the day and helps his but it helps his granddaughter out well, first and foremost of course he's there to help the guys and everyone but it, it, it's kind of a, it felt like a really kind of loving moment where he sort of gently holds he doesn't he doesn't sort of grab her and start roughing her up like Hagrid did to Harry no. not, Hagrid, not a Dumbledore sorry um, he just he yeah. sort of grabs the proton pack and gently lifts it and, and looks at her as if to say like you know gonna be okay I'm here now and I thought Oh God, I can't handle this. This is this is too much. And then the further I it went know. on, <laughs> and then at the end when we get the the tribute, <laughs> I thought, oh, I've gone. But yeah, I I I did like that. 
you at all worried like I was when you saw the hand and then it started to pan up or you just in the moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like that whole scene. And like, okay, I have to point out, what does it feel like to hug a ghost? Because <laughs> they hug oh, them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a really good point. Um, like, a, oh, yeah. like do, do, do they like actually feel that he's there, like physically there? Or is it just like air? Or, like, cause they, I there want was... to imagine it's a... F- I don't know. I want to imagine it's like... Uh, I can't. I, I, I've got no idea. I'm trying to put. I'm trying to put it into words. I, I, like some kind of force, you can feel something, but it's not necessarily solid. If that makes sense, like if you really pushed hard enough, you just go through it. But I want to believe that there's something. Like, it's, like uh, imagine if oh, I don't know if a fan's like blowing against you really hard and you're trying to push your hand against it, but you can't quite do it. I, I, <laughs> in my head it makes sense uh, but i hadn't really thought about it i was like oh yeah what's it like to have a ghost touch your face but um oh, i i hadn't thought about that and now i'm going to be thinking about it all night so thanks, you're thanks welcome. for ruining the most wonderful scene i've seen in years <laughs> when they're all oh, lined up together, yeah thanks for saying you hate the film um <laughs> all lined up all four of them that was the moment though that was the moment it hit i was like we never thought we'd ever that. see the. We never thought we'd see any of them back in the flight suits, apart from Ernie Hudson, who, who kind of wears his most days to conventions. But I never thought I'd ever see the guys back again. And then, not just Egon slash Harold, but for it to be realised, firstly so touchingly, but also so well, it looks mm-hmm. great. And it's like, honestly, they're they're back again. There, there they are, and they gave us kind of four or five seconds of to kind of look and in awe before Winston turns around. And he's like, huh. And Venkman's looking like, hey, what's going on? And, it's, and I love that they had they they let us have the moment before they then went back into the kind it. of comedy moment. And um, obviously, Bill Venkman's like a, a feeling you'd show up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder though, like I don't know, I, maybe you heard, but like, I haven't heard anything. I wonder how they felt watching like the original guys, like um, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Bill Murray and Ernie, how like to see that scene with um, Egon back with them? Um, like, have you heard anything about it? No, um, I don't think I've heard properly what they think about the scene in its final form. Obviously, on set, I remember that I've read interviews with them on set saying, you know, it was it was a, a it was a big moment, and, and they felt it at the time because they knew what the what was happening and who uh, was there because i think ivan reitman stood in for a bit but bob gunton from the shawshank redemption the warden he played the body of egon in that scene so there was someone there um they said you know it was a, they knew it was a big moment and obviously with harold not being here anymore it meant a lot and they said they felt that emotion but i don't think i've i haven't really seen too many interviews yet about that scene simply because I think they want to try and preserve Spoiler. it as much yeah exactly as much as they want but yeah that's a really good point i'd love to know what they thought obviously sitting sitting at the premiere i'm guessing that's the first time they saw it properly would be at the premiere and finally seeing that how they felt because uh, the emotion at the end when they're standing there what you know watching quote unquote watching egon say goodbye to trevor phoebe and callie yeah. you know they did you know yeah. they look so he really looks like he's but dan Aykroyd looks like he's about to burst into tears he might he already well he is um, mm-hmm. Winston and Pete and even and Venkman as well. I, I liked that. I was worried that they weren't going to show Venkman showing emotion because they they left him to last. And I thought they got to show Peter, and they did. And everyone looked kind of like 
they knew what they knew the moment and they all got to say their goodbyes or you know sorry for not calling and stuff like that it was really nice scene uh, people say it went on for too long yeah no screw that was, it was great it was just the right amount of time honestly like it kind of gave the moment for them all to have their like last goodbyes so you know yeah, th- that it was, it was perfect people would have complained if um if egon turned up save the day and then dissolved into uh into the stars they'd have been like oh he didn't even say goodbye to his grandkids or his or his daughter so they had to what? give him that moment exactly because otherwise if they didn't have it would be like what a dick he was a dick exactly, <laughs> all along what a wanker like, he, didn't, he, didn't even, he didn't even change his clothes he even had chocolate wrappers from 30 years in there it's like i don't blame his daughter for having daddy issues like <laughs> yeah, yeah. turns up helps helps the bros out and then leaves <laughs> <laughs> like just like thing. typical dad no, just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i do have to say i love that he... sorry like a family that? guy episode that would have been he just turns up helps the lads out and just winks and just sods off just leaves <laughs> leaves the door even more angry than she was before now i like the scene where like they go in like his little man cave and they find like that whole wall or she finds that whole wall of pictures of her throughout mm. the year. So I'm like, oh, don't you feel like an ass? <laughs> exactly. She's got a picture of her as a, ba- as a ballerina, and then it's, you know, aged five, and this is what's going on. And I thought, oh, you know, he's not bad. And that's when we realised he's not a bad dad. And it was quite, I liked how they initially visualised, uh, you know, the ghost of Egon. Obviously, first it was chess, but then it was the, the lights turning on. But then in his little man cave, it was the actual you saw the light moving and pointing at things and i thought that was a really kind of cool way of again that felt very 80s to me as well but um i, I liked, I liked it. that they didn't they didn't blow their load too early they were just like oh is that all we're gonna see of egon is just like him interacting with uh electricity which in itself is cool fine but um, mm-hmm. yeah i like that because uh, when um phoebe goes down obviously she sees the proton pack and he helps her fix it callie goes down and sees you know, the entire thing is basically, you know, how much he cares for her. And that's when she realises, well, actually, there is something going on here. There is something going on in that mine and the kids aren't mad. There's ghosts everywhere. Well, actually, mm-hmm. my dad was, he was a scientist, but he did care. And he was, yeah. and he was here. He gave all of, he gave everything up, including his family, because he knew that somebody had to do the job and it, he was the only one who could do it. No. Yeah. It just makes so it just makes me sad thinking about it's my boy Egon. It does. Uh, I think it does. they handled Egon and Harold Ramis uh extremely well in this. I think um they could have done it really badly. They could have, it could have been in poor taste, it could have been uh, they I'm glad you know, they could have they could have played it for mm-hmm. laughs and had him be a bit daft and I'm glad they didn't do anything like that. They went straight with it and, and it worked and yeah, when he kind of uh, dissolved into the stars and, and you got the four Harold I thought oh that was wonderful uh, and then the final shot of Ecto-1 going across the I assume it's the Brooklyn Bridge with the with with the siren it's like right we, yep. we didn't end on that emotional moment they, they gave us like five seconds to kind of go oh there we, we're going back again and then the mute yeah. and obviously Ray Parker Jr.'s song hits and it's like right this is that's a cool way to win so we had we had a cry and then the last scene is there's ecto back where back where it all began and i quite mm-hmm. like that you know that ends the whole end scene i think was brilliantly done it was what i can't speak for every fan but it's what i wanted as a fan 
yeah. it's something I never thought we'd ever get. I never thought we'd see the guys lined up again. And nope. somehow they did it. And I don't know how they did it. You know what? Um, overall, though, I thought it it was a great movie. Like, because it, like you said, it could have gone terribly wrong. We could have had another 2016 movie and been like, oh no. <laughs> like, because like we've been waiting for like ever for this to come out, got pushed back because of COVID. And then it finally came. And it was like, I know you and I were like, oh my God, it's here. How many more sleeps? Like, we were so excited. We were counting it down. Like, <laughs> counting down. And and we both saw it on opening night. You got to see it a little bit ahead of me, obviously, because of time difference. But you were just like, I can't wait till you watch it. <laughs> I won't say anything. I can't. I can't, I've got to talk. I've got to, we've got to hurry up and schedule this because we've got to talk about it. I said, I, we, we won't. I won't tell you what I thought about it because, you know, not fair. We sent you a few emojis. That's, that's what I thought about it. And, and then, of course, you know, Nicole went to see it. I woke up in the morning. I got a message saying, well, that was shit. And I thought, oh, that's really harsh. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> I didn't. It never ha- that that message never came. It's, I'm joking. Um, I, I was pleased. <laughs> I just uh, said was... what a. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, please carry that on. Go on. I just like I just said what I didn't like. That's it. <laughs> I still liked it. I liked that though because it could have been you know some people would have just been like yeah it's brilliant. Few things like me. Few things wrong, but I loved it. But you know I, I appreciate the fact that you would come out and be, even though I you, you've been looking forward to so much and was like well got to be honest this this and this not quite so not so keen on that so that's fair enough that's that's good rather than just you know ignoring that and saying how great it was um mm-hmm. I, I thought i was i thought it was very cool um i like to laugh about how much you hated it but <laughs> really you didn't but no, I, I thought it was so much fun imagine if it was rubbish imagine if it genuinely was just awful and we came out and we're like oh that really was awful <sighs> I would have been so disappointed and like to review it, I would just be like, I don't know where to start. And, um, I hate, yeah, I hated it. And let's just not talk about it ever again. (laughs) (laughs) The show wouldn't have happened because I wouldn't have been able to do it. But I can't, I can't crap on the lads like that. But, um, last thing, one of the last things for me was, uh, Goza. We mentioned, okay, they brought her back. Um, Mm -hmm. therefore it's similar to the first film. What do you think about the, the updated look like Olivia Wilde played Goza because when I was watching it, I remember thinking I recognise her. It looks a bit like Olivia Wilde, and I think it's not Olivia yeah. Wilde. It was, and I and oh, forgive me, I can't remember the voice actress's name now, but she's a she's a very prominent voice actress um, who done who's who's done that kind of androgynous voice of Goza. What did you yeah, What did you think about the, the the new kind of updated like pimped out Goza design and just the character? Um, you know what. I thought it was pretty cool and she kind of like fit like the the style of it with like the jawline. The outfit was I liked it. It, it just looked like I don't know, maybe she went on like steroids or something. Maybe that's not the word, but <laughs> like it was like completely different from before because you know before it was like it wasn't as CGI-ish, you know what I mean? Like didn't have like lights coming through it or anything. It was just like almost like a leotard suit. Yeah, with yeah. like bubbles and stuff on it and then this one's like lights and like but it's like i i didn't mind it um i think she did a great job as gozer i just i don't know like i still thought it was i don't know (laughs) i'm like a lot for words right now (laughs) i'm trying to i'm googling images now to see if there's a picture because uh, there isn't i haven't seen any i haven't seen any of anything i'm sure there's a i'm sure there's a crappy version of it online somewhere but um 
been any cool. images. There's been no official releases, release images anyway. Well, to be fair, I didn't even know that she was playing Gozer. She's uncredited, which is well, so her name isn't in the credits. So um, I don't know why that would be, why they wouldn't just put it at the end, like, oh, she played her, but... Is an uncredited role. I thought she looked great. I get. I know what you mean, though. the um, The outfit was, you know, they, you know, they proper like juiced that up. And it was like they did. They juiced it, it. Oils all over her, or if it was just a, like a bubbly suit. But um, I think I think it looked good, and I think she looked pretty cool when when you saw like the actual uh, spirit form, like demon form. Oh, that looks okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't get too much of it because I know they can't actually have a real on set but i always sometimes get worried about how cgi are they going to go is it going to look a bit poo uh, because she was because because they didn't really see it that much before it morphed back into classic goes i didn't mind it too much but, uh, but yeah, i thought i thought she looked great i thought i liked her swagger at the fact that she was absolutely terrifying to start with you know she crawled out of that hole and i thought that was a scary image anyway and you've got mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons playing uh, Evo Shandor. He's been kept in stasis the whole time. He's coming out and he's like, oh, my darling, uh, you and I can rule the world together. You and I. And then she just tears that mother in half down the middle. I was like, oh, she's come to play. <laughs> yep. She's come to play. <laughs> yeah, she definitely was. Um, I liked that. I just I love the fact that we actually saw what she's capable of. She's not just and look, I love her in the first film. She's flipping about and and like knocking the Ghostbusters about, but here she's just tearing. Like, she just tears him in half. Uh, and at the end, she kind of think, "How can you stop this?" Because the guys cross the streams. You think, "Ah, oh, they've got you now." Is this how it's going to be? That was easy, but no, she's she's thinking, "Come on, guys." She st- she uncrosses the she tears the streams off of her and throws them back at the guys. And you think, "How the hell are we are we going to win this?" Yeah. But oh boy, you yeah, she got she got. She got stronger. She was stronger in this one, if you notice. Like, stronger. Yeah, you're right, and, and that's, that's what I think. Like, how are they going to beat her? Obviously, they're, they're not going to bring back the... Uh, I was worried at one point. I thought, are they going to bring back the old people, and, oh, the old guys and kill them? Because that would be rubbish. But um, then it kind of dawned on me, there's no way are they going to do that. But I did, I did wonder, how are they going to beat her? Because, yeah, like you say, she's in time stronger and scarier for kids. <laughs> you know what okay i think I, yeah i found somewhat of a photo here um i can send it to you it's it's obviously it's a screenshot i'll send it uh, okay. I've, been I've been having a look as well i haven't found any but uh her makeup was a bit different okay. it was more updated they contoured her face a little bit better <laughs> uh, anyone who hasn't seen uh nicole's uh, makeup job work is you're, you're missing out and if anyone's going to be able to say how this looks or how they created it or how they could have done it better or how, you know how they got it perfect honestly go and check out Nicole's work and I have no shame in absolutely plugging the hell out of it because it's <laughs> incredible it genuinely oh, thank is you. even you, thank if, you even even you're going to tell me you know what it's great it's great <laughs> it's terrible but thank you no <laughs> it, it, it's bloody good um I'm looking at her outfit and it's got like spikes on the, she's got spikes. the 80s spike shoulders. Yeah. Like with the shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. She's cool. I think oh, yeah, she's got, she's, 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 um, the ladies glammed up. She turns up like that. She's like, not only am I fabulous, but I'm also going to take over the world. But yeah, she, obviously she looks different from, uh, the original Goza. 
I just take that as you no, know, she's just come back in a slightly different form, maybe. But um, yeah, I don't think I, I thought she looked great. I thought Olivia Wilde pulled it off. Uh, she did great. Well, yeah, and the voice was the voice was very good. This I, I didn't have any issues with her in the film. Uh, I just I, I guess I kind of wish she'd been in it for longer. But then if if she's Same. in the film for longer, I mean, how much havoc would she wreak? But I just like the fact that she tore. Evo, Sh- Evo Shandor gave his life for Goza. He gave up everything. He he built this mm-hmm. uh, shrine. I can't think what it's called now. This temple, almost like a temple, yeah, for her. And exactly built the built Dana's apartment in New York to bring her back and had yeah. the, the cult of Goza. They had you know followers, and the moment he yeah. finally meets her, she just literally tears him in half. <laughs> So you know she's in for herself, and it's like thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. Yeah, thanks for no thanks. Yeah, never was never going to have a dinner with you, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that. My my big brother, he um, I uh, took his son, my nephew, I think it was to see this, and he said, "Is it scary?" I said, uh, "Well, not for me because I'm a big boy now." But I said, "For a kid, I said there's a few moments that might, they might find a bit scary." I think Goza was one of them, like when he gets torn off. But there was a jump. There was a couple of jump scares, and there's one involving cute, cuddly terror dogs on in Egon's basement with um, Harry Coon's character. Which uh, this first time I saw it, oh, I thought, "Bloody that jump!" Maybe jump when when <laughs> the terror dog just jumps out of the dark. Um, and the second time, I knew it was coming, so I was waiting for everybody else. <laughs> I heard so many people go oh, when it happened. I thought, "Oh, great! It still got me." But there was a few moments for kids which I thought maybe a bit scary for kids, or am I just being a bit of a wimp? Mm. Yeah, it was. It was totally yeah. scary for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for <laughs> bigging me up there. I'm starting You're to welcome. You know, I would I would be completely terrified as a kid if I saw that. So I'm I'm just gonna say yeah. <laughs> Great, thank you. And you would have been terrified of those dogs, you know, those big, ugly brutes. No, I'd still want to cuddle them. <laughs> they, I can't imagine them. They're just solid muscle. They're just a big lump of muscle. But I think with the right training, they would be great dogs. Because if you think about it, we saw the one in Walmart and he was very food oriented. He was about food. <laughs> he was very happy until those mini puffs interrupted his dinner. And then suddenly he just wanted to kill anyone who was in the, in the area. I think they make good guard dogs because, you know, tame them <laughs> yeah. nothing's getting past that. But, um, okay. But I, I, I did, I did say last thing, but for, from me, from me, but mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned our little, our little squidgy boys. The mini puffs. I, I was going to say that the mini puffs, but one more quick oh. thing before we mention them. I was just going to say if you train those dogs properly, they'll just be a fat, lazy dog as any normal one wearing like <laughs> yeah. hats and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Getting dressed, wearing hats and hating their owner for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you yes. imagine the domesticated terror dog? It'd be the most sad thing. It'd be so cute. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to hang with demons and gods, and now look at me. I'm babysitting the baby of the family, watching, yeah. <laughs> playing tea. Antlers <laughs> in my head. Yeah. Um, yes, we haven't mentioned the cute little mini puffs, but those mischievous or mischievous guys, I love them. I love the my cinema. Um, certainly, the first time I watched the film, uh, people reacted, you know, when they needed to, and it was cool experience. Second time though, there was more people sort of jumping at, at the jump scares or, or laughing mm-hmm. or crying. 
And when the, when the mini puffs came on, they got much more of a reaction the second time I saw it. And people were howling. People were loving it. And I'm assuming they maybe hadn't seen, because I live in a bubble where I assume everybody's watched all the trailers. I imagine mm-hmm. quite a lot of people probably didn't. And they were just like, wow, look at these guys. They're, they're crazy. They're just killing each other. And sit. the people were absolutely going wild. And I thought, yeah, I definitely want one of these now. And I still can't find any good little plushies. But I, we'll find I like one. Them. If I, I bloody better do, but I, again, I've seen people saying, "Why were they in the film?" And you know, no. State was a manifestation of Goza. So what? What? What are they? And cares? Like the first time I saw them, I put I posted online that these mini part, these mini marshmallow men, is a cynical cash grab. I'm here for it. Every single bit of it. It's there <laughs> to like, sell toys, and I'm here for it. They're like the new Baby Yoda. Exactly. No baby group <laughs> cares about a tree. Got baby Yoda and mini marshmallows. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. they're, they're there to look cute for the kids, to appeal to kids, to have people go, "Oh, that's cool. I want one." That's what they're so there do for. I. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. And let's be honest, what I really thought about them, I told you I wanted s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> she saw them and thought, "I fancy eating one of those." <laughs> that's how your mind works, but. <laughs> I was like, look at them. They're they're practically cooking themselves for me, so <laughs> yeah, that one's even laying down on the graham cracker with the Hershey's on top of him. They're doing all the work for me. I know. Easy peasy. Just wear the comfy pants and cook yourself yeah. up, boys. <laughs> pants and yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use the barbecue. Honestly, they I... were they were my, one of my favourite parts just for the sheer <laughs> I'm fun of it all. It's just like let's just have fun and watch Paul Rudd's face. Like, what's going on? And um, I showed my little one the that the moment the the, the thirty second clip they released where you know uh-huh. where the where the first one comes out all chubby and goes ah, and so he looks really happy. And then um, Paul Rudd pushes him in the back and you see him looking like scowling. And then he bites his finger and loved it absolutely. I loved it. Laughter. And that's what it's all about. And now I'm thirty something. I howled with laughter as well when his, his little face when he pokes him in the back <laughs> <laughs> what did oh, your man. little one think of it that little clip oh she loved it that's what i mean she was howling she thought it was really she just well she likes you know, she, she likes it when people get bitten or beaten getting bitten <laughs> she just found it very very funny so but um that's what it's there for it's same as i mean baby yoda yeah yes he serves the purpose of the story and there's going to be a, a greater through line to the sequels but he looks cute that's what he's there for as well they could have taken they could have used any other design they could have used a baby jabber it may not have looked as cute mm-hmm. as oh, baby yoda so no, they knew no, exactly no. what they're doing i do have to say though i like that they didn't overuse the mini stay puffs though yes that's true i mean they did turn up at the end just turned up but Oh fine. yeah, they were they were destroying the proton pack. See, and then podcasts have just had to go absolutely wolby berserk on them and start <laughs> melting them. Yeah, I loved it. And then he comes out like Ray, covered in marshmallow juice. <laughs> but I, again, I found, ugh, I found it funny. <laughs> so did I. I just grossed you out. I just grossed you out. I don't know why, because marshmallow juice isn't even a thing. I'd probably drink that, but <laughs> what I think it was. Well, you. You kind of did. You ordered yourself the Stay Puff beer. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> On the last episode, I, I, we, we, I was looking at them and I said, oh, I'm going to get some. I got, I don't know, six maybe, I think it was, uh, from this. It's kind of like it's a craft, it's a porter ale. I thought this is going to be great. Stay Puff beer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> was it didn't someone try to um can i have your address so i can ship them to you <laughs> it tasted like 
piss. <laughs> the more I drank it, the more I thought, actually, it's not. I was kind of coming around to it a little bit, but basically, it is a porter ale, so it's like a Guinness type thing, but stronger, like a lot stronger in terms of like bitterness. At the same oh. time, it's got extremely sweet, sugary marshmallow fighting oh. against that. It is the oh, strangest no. taste, and I, I was trying to convince myself that I really liked it, but I was having to sort of push myself through and i still have two left in the fridge which i can't bring myself to throw away i just can't bring myself i'm on a health kick so i can't i, can't bring myself <laughs> to drink. I have um I've, I've cleaned out one of the cans and glued the top back on so i've kept it as a, like a little uh, i like that collection but god almighty yeah i have anybody wants them please i'll send them to <laughs> take them off my hands nobody i know wants them but they're not, they're not oh. they are they're not awful awful they're just awful just not for you i'm sure there's somebody out there that loves it somebody out there, yeah. somebody some some hipster out there with a funny tash probably loves these things but not, <laughs> not me unfortunately but i i will drink them at some point i'll raise one for for the old guard coming for the old boys coming back one more time but um i, I think i think that's what you should do once the movie gets released like on dvd i think you need to sit down and drink one of them for it <laughs> will do just for that i will do it'll get me through the tears of the ending i can't wait for this to come out and to watch it again same um, same I, I was going to go back and watch it at the theater this weekend but i i thought no no i'll watch some new stuff because otherwise i'll get obsessed um but the second time i went back to watch it i remember saying to you as i watched the watch it the first time as you know and you, it's the same as when you watch like the force away force away whatever you're just blown you're not you're not blown away but you're kind of you're, you're swept along by it and just mm-hmm. you don't know what's coming so it's all like a blur almost i wanted to go back again and watch it just think right was mm-hmm. it actually good or was i just excited but i i did enjoy it um i know i want to go back and watch it again i will wait till it comes out on on blu-ray but i can't wait to watch that um again instead we got blue egon ha <laughs> dad joke um <laughs> uh, sorry but i can't wait to watch it again um the question is then for you at the end, we had a post-credit scene with Annie. Uh, sorry, Janine. Sorry, to Annie Potts. Janine talking to Winston. Winston is he's set up in the film. He's done well for himself in finance. He's very, very rich, uh, and he's got like a global corporation. He's you know, he's 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 wiping his bottom with fifty dollar, a hundred dollar notes. They kind of and he takes the Ecto One back to the to the classic firehouse and kind mm-hmm. of set up that maybe we're going to get more films, and then we get the containment unit which is blinking red which is you mean only means one thing something's about to bust out of that what what what's next then because the film's doing all right let me uh, the last time i checked which was uh about 10 seconds ago film had uh, as of today the 28th of november it's made 89 90 million dollars at the box office off a 75 million oh, wow. budget doing pretty wow. good i think it's gonna i think it should get to 200 odd million and that's that's a hell of a job considering the budget wasn't as big mm-hmm. as the 2016 one um are we gonna get that one i I really want to i didn't mind i want to watch it again just now i've seen this one and see how it stacks up but um Mm -hmm. thinking are we well are we going to get more films do you want another film and if so where do they go from here because i kind of well i don't know other than only hudson i kind of think i don't know if the other ones are going to come back Bill Murray you know always what? says I'm never going to come back, but he came back for two. He came back for 2016, and he came back for this. So, what are you, what are you thinking? Do you want one? Are we getting one? And where, where's the story going? To be honest, if they decide to do another one, as much as I love like 
the original crew. I really don't want one with the original crew because it's not the same without Egon. I find that's true. That's true. Um, like, don't get me wrong, I think it'd be well. like it'd be amazing, but at the same time, it's like I think they've they've done their part. It's it's done like just retire and maybe start a new generation with these kids, like a new generation of Ghostbusters. Um, and as long as it's good, yeah, the kids from this film, like as they, they get older, work with them, um, and start a generation with them just because like as much as I would love to see them all back. But the problem is, like I said, Egon's not there and it's not the same, like, you know, or just leave it, just leave it how it is. Just leave it. Uh, I I I tend to agree with you on all of those points. Yeah. Only my only issue is the last one. I I'm happy for them if they left it here because I've got three great films. But same. Same. The studio's going to see the money and think, no, 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 no. We're going to make mm-hmm. it made money. Let's make another one. And if they do, hey, another Ghostbusters film, great. Um, yeah. Ernie Hudson will be in it. I think that's a dead set now. He he said himself he wants to be the the Nick Fury of Ghostbusters. He wants to get the teams together and kind of be the yeah. figurehead. I didn't. I wouldn't want to see one. I mean, if Ernie Hudson's there, great. We've got he can be yeah, like in the same. background. But I don't want to see one where just Dan Aykroyd turns up and, and there's no Bill Murray because then it feels like okay, it's Venkman. Or I don't want to see one where Venkman turns up when we don't see Ray because I think then uh, it doesn't seem right. Uh, for me, if you, you, they all have to be there, same. Uh, and, and I've just said Ernie Hudson can be the only. If he's there as like just setting up the franchise, is fine. You don't need yep. the other two, but I don't. I wouldn't really want it to be like, oh, we managed to get Dan Aykroyd to come back, but Bill Murray didn't want to come back, so we just didn't mention him. I'd rather just they just didn't. Um, yep. I think they've got to continue with these kids, otherwise, <laughs> what's the point? Uh, but yep. I think I think there will be another one. Uh, I'm just interested to see who the villain is. Are they going to bring back uh, someone like Vigo, or they're going to go to bring give us someone new? I hope they give us someone new. The director Jason Reitman said. You know, Vigo isn't in this film for good reason. Obviously, it's, this is, you know, the Goza story. Can always bring mm-hmm. Vigo back. You know, there might have been more than one painting. And of course, they can bring him back one day. I'd rather they didn't, because you know, mention him again. Um, you know, give us an Easter egg and show us the painting. Like in the video game where the painting is just in the in the firehouse. It's just there. They've kept it because it's like um, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. They keep all their artifacts. They, you know, they kept mm-hmm. the painting. That's fine. I'd love to, I'd rather them give us l- at least a 2016 film for whatever his name is rowan turned into a weird ghost at the end like the kind of yeah. puff marshmallow man mixed with the ghostbuster logo he was yep. at least something different so he was. I'd, like, I'd like to see that like something different and give us give us new memories or icons or whatever but um and and i'm okay were, i'm sorry well, to cut you off i was just gonna never. say and i'm okay if they brought back um terror dogs just yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> every film they just know for no reason everything they just keep bringing back the bloody dogs just, just, <laughs> just no, we keep getting emails from one person asking for the dogs <laughs> that's just me <laughs> that one person we're making happy can this is the million dollar question and it goes for the mcu is going through it now kind of star wars is going to have to go through it and i know this these they're on completely different scales in terms of like size but Ghostbusters may have to go through it now in that can these films be successful out going back to the well and being like, here's the old fat who here's the old guys again. Here's the villains, remember and there's the terror dogs. Can, it, can they make money and be popular with a new gang? I, I don't know. Like maybe with like, 
Okay, like I said, if they stuck with the kids, maybe just because like it opens up a whole new generation of a younger generation of Ghostbuster fans from this film. So if they stuck with them, possibly. Um, but they have to. It'd be silly if they tried to bring in a new team because then we've now got to get used to this new team when we've just met these new kids, and it doesn't make much sense. Exactly, like because like if they brought in a whole new team of kids, you're gonna be like, what? What happened? Like, what happened to the other four? Like, what? What are these four people doing here? So, terror dogs ate them in off screen. That's what happened. <laughs> they just got whisked <laughs> away. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we'll see another film, um, and I'll be excited for it because this one has shown that they can do it. It felt different, of course, but yeah, the Ecto One is back in New York. Winston's back in New York, so maybe they take it back to more familiar ground. I'm happy with them doing it all over the United States or wherever it would be. It doesn't have to be the States, but because they've shown they can do it, I just I wouldn't want it to. I don't want it to lose touch of what Ghostbusters is, which is you know comedy horror. Sites, supernatural kind of fun thing. I, uh-huh. I don't want it to become like a weird action franchise where it's just like the every every um every film bigger ghosts, badder ghosts. I don't want it to be like that. It's got to it's got to keep that sense of fun. Exactly, and like you don't want it to be so overdone that we the fans are kind of like okay, enough's enough. Um, You're right. Sorry, one of the one of the terror dogs is like. Uh, I'm a visitor. Like he's- it sounded like he said, are you the key master? Of which I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the key master. Um, well, on that then, is there anything else you wanted to say about Ghostbusters Afterlife or anything you wanted to get off your chest about how, how much you liked it or didn't? Or how much I hated it, remember? How much you absolutely <laughs> now? How much you just lied to all the listeners? <laughs> lied about it all. Um, yeah. No, I just, I absolutely liked it. And, like, to people who haven't watched it yet, I hope they they get what they Sorry, wanted out of this it. film. <laughs> what? That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry for spoiling it. If you haven't watched it, but you listen to us. Um, I hope you get what you wanted out of it. Ten minutes. <laughs> the whole hour. <laughs> How much, then? How much of your expectations were met? Last question, then, because you, you, you went in one in this, this, and this. Like, as a percentage, I have a hundred now. How much of your expectations were met? Was it like you know fifty percent of them, ninety, eighty, or was it you know they didn't actually really meet much of my expectations? But thankfully, what they gave me was fine. Um, between like eighty-five to ninety. Um, oh, I just, good. I just wanted a little bit more difference, a little bit more originality, but, but that's pretty much it. Like it was still pretty like I had high expectations for it, and it still pretty much met majority of it. So. There you go. <laughs> I didn't hate I really it. Ask much more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> disclaimer: you really didn't hate it, but uh, yeah, no, for, it, met, it met pretty much not ninety, ninety-five percent of mine. I didn't think the old yeah. guys were going to be in it for very long, which I wanted them to be in it for longer. Of course, I did because we're probably never yeah. going to see them together again. Plus, on it's the Ghostbusters, man. But I, for what they were in, I liked it. We got to see Venkman just improvising on set again. We got to see Ray being a doofus, Winston being the only one who seems to have a brain. It was, you know, great fun. We got to see all four of them together. So I got what I wanted from that moment. But um, no, I had a really good time with this. If they do more, great. If not, happy with that. But I I, I think they're going to do more with this. But um, right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. As we said, that's what happens. If you haven't seen it, maybe the film will describe it better than I did. But yeah, sorry. Um, (laughs) 
Where can the inter- I've just basically spent I spent about a minute saying how great you are with um, SFX and makeup. People want to go and you. find that. Where can they? Uh, they can find it on my uh, account, my Instagram account. It's I am Twisted Elegance. Uh, I am dot. Sorry, yeah, I am Twisted dot Elegance. <laughs> I've changed Remember that account. Her own handle. <laughs> I know. I've changed that handle so many times. That's why. <laughs> it's i am twisted dot elegance <laughs> for ease of use actually what would have been easy to say is i will link it but in the description of your podcast platform so click on those click on the show more bit and you'll see it go there and honestly honestly then you'll know that i'm not just blowing smoke it's bloody good um so yeah go go to go uh following nicole go um compliment all of the work she does and just talk film and, and oh, thank dogs. you love, love dogs. Um, <laughs> you can find me here find me what i watch tonight.co.uk uh what i watch tonight across all of the socials if you if you know there's somebody out who did or didn't like ghostbusters afterlife either way i know we've just done a hour and a half's worth of talking about it uh the good the bad the ugly um let them know about it let 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 them give us five stars in your podcast provider of choice it really helps out as mm-hmm. well plus you know everyone likes to feel love don't they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Likes to feel the love so uh everybody <laughs> so thank you for listening nicole honestly thank you so much for giving your time on a sunday evening to come and chat and thank you for inviting me back it's it's always a pleasure <laughs> we are and i'm sure there'll be another time very soon we'll do it again so uh i haven't heard of the course. last of the twisted elegance on this show but uh however you have <laughs> heard the last of me for this uh episode so uh once again thank you nicole thank you everybody for listening thank you jason reitman for a wonderful film but till the next time we meet again see ya bye <laughs>